This episode of the podcast was recorded uh, partly during an Instagram live on my Instagram page uh, where I answer listener questions from Instagram. And it was fun. I want to do it again. And I regret that I couldn't get through all of the topics. Also, there are some sensitive issues sensitive issues mentioned in here that I tried to navigate uh, as best as I could uh, with my qualifications as an asshole on the internet with a microphone. So if you're not in the mood to listen to the, that kind of stuff, uh, skip this one. <laughs> it is a shorter episode. Anyway, uh, yeah, the next one will be much more fun. So yeah, uh, I'm recording this intro during a heavy rainstorm outside my house because, you know, the product must go out and and uh, uh, you deserve listening to me talking shit. So yeah, here goes the episode. I love you. Four. Hello everyone and welcome to the Mental Pucha Podcast. Hi, it's me, Muzaki Zainal. I'm here again at your earbuds coming out of your speakers. We meet again and this time, no guests. And you know what that means? That means it's me talking to my sheriff, Elwin. Um Well, I'm talking to you and that's valuable to you. To, to people who tune into this podcast for their enrichment, for, you know, to make a chore go by faster or to make their commute faster, faster, to make your commute feel like it goes by faster, uh, this is this is for you. And uh, if you listen to the podcast and you look for episodes, there's only me. I think there's maybe only two times ever that's just me. And um, I know what the data is like. And often, my solo ones, which are just two times before, my solo episodes do not end up uh, being as well received as one with guests. And I understand why. So it's more fun to hear at least one other voice. Can. And also maybe I'm more trying to engage another person. So I try a little harder to be interesting or to be fun to listen to. And when I'm alone and talking, it's like there's <laughs> a lot of my my tendencies to get you know negatively introspective is unchecked, so it might end up being not great of a listen. I don't know why I'm being so harsh so early, um, but yes, I'm here recording in front of uh, my Instagram live chat setup, and occasionally I will refer to things happening in the chat. Uh, so if you hear me say some somebody's name and be like, hey, hi, person name, uh, that's me greeting the people in the chat. Uh, before we record this episode, I have some things I already want to talk about. But I also offered a little thing on my Instagram stories for people to key in and, and, and um, suggest topics that I want to talk about. And so we will go through those here in this episode. Uh, yeah, I did not expect a lot of people to put topics in, but I was wrong. So many people. Uh, it was, uh, it's a lot of, um, uh, 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 topics that you want me to discuss. Thank you for your input. I'm not sure if I can go get through all of them, but I will try. Listener? 
Thank you for uh, being, you know, uh, contributive. <laughs> I like I like being able to interact this way because usually this podcast doesn't get too many much um uh, direct engagement like that, comments in the emails or what. So yeah, great. Thank you. We have a we have a thing that the commenter oh oh a commenter is saying. That was me spilling my bottle of soda. Uh, commentary saying, I don't know how Bill Burr does it, but damn, I can listen to that man for hours. Yeah, Bill Burr has a podcast where it's just him, but it's not just him. It's him and his partner. So he has somebody to bounce off of, and that helps uh, with the work. So good. Good for good for him. And, and, and uh, he also reads out emails and stuff, so there's like interaction there. The the thing about like you know stand up because he's a stand up comedian and I also do stand up is that it's not really a monologue. You are playing to another party. There, it's not didactic. It's dialectic. You are not uh, really reciting something or or you know reading a piece like a poet poet like a poet would. You are actually engaging in some form of dialogue where the response. Is laughter. Anyway, did you just did you just snort some coke? Says Mike Sadi. No, I blew my nose. Um, if I were to snort some coke on Instagram Live, I don't think it would make for a good podcast. <laughs> that was Mike Sadi. You you've heard him, Michael Sadi, on this podcast, this very podcast, in one of the earlier episodes. Uh, a fun dude who runs Funny Business KL. You should check him out. M I K E S A D D I on the socials. Uh, okay So Do we get to the Okay I'm gonna talk about What I wanna talk about first Before we get to any of the topics From the listeners uh, I have not been plugged into the news Really Not as much Recently Just for my own uh, Selfish Taking care of my own mental Thing um, But one thing did Like leak into my timeline where and it was really it was funny. Uh, there's footage of uh, SPRM people running away, running to a car, uh, because uh, they were they were being asked or like they were being caught or they were about to be caught on film uh, uh, by journalists. Question mark. I don't really know the full story, but the the headlines are these two people are the ones who are allegedly uh, asking for bribes and kantoi, and um, people from SPRM kena kantoi for bribing. SPRM is Surajaya Pencegah Rasuah Malaysia, which is the anti bribery commission. And they are caught for bribery, and uh, and people are like, I can't believe the people from SPRM are the ones being caught for bribery. And I'm over here like, duh, of course this is happening. Don't you think it's weird that we even have one in the first place? Surinjaya, like anti rasua, is dumb. It's very stupid. Uh, it's very stupid. Uh, I don't know how stupid you you think it is, but the moment it was announced, I'm like, we're done. This means everybody's doing bribery, and and, and we're just supposed to accept it because you're not supposed to be bribing. Why is there a committee for anti-bribery? You know what I mean? It's the same as 
I think we have also macam jabatan kuasa integrity or something. Like a like a, like a uh, uh, some com- integrity commission. Also stupid. Also stupid. Because it's if you this is the thing that I almost discussed in in like almost got to the bottom of in in, a, in an earlier episode of the podcast. It's so like the idea of being too on the nose. On the nose. Like if you're too obvious about something, when you're saying something and you're saying it too loudly, you say the opposite. Like, if I meet you and the first thing I say to you, hey, I'm a man, you'll be like, why are you telling me this, bro? What are you hiding? You know what I mean? Like, the anti-bribery thing is so stupid. It's like, if you, let's say you have an office, you have different departments, and then suddenly, the big boss of the company goes, okay, today we have to form a committee for anti-pooping on the floor. Uh, because there's been cases of poop on the floor and we want to be able to avoid being able to poop or rather we want to avoid this whole case of people pooping on the floor so we're going to form a committee against poop why uh, sorry i have a question yes intern what is it why are we why are we why is there a commission for poop anti pooping on the floor well this is because we don't want people to poop on the floor as a it's a bad thing so we're doing a commission to detect these activities and make sure this doesn't happen. Wait, wait, but if you poop on the floor, can't we just find who they are? Because we can just catch them. Just make rules, put cameras, make sure detect things and make sure nobody poops on the floor. Yes, this is why we need a committee of people whose job it is to check. No, 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 wait, no, everybody's walking on the floor. We're all supposed to just be walking. And if somebody's pooping, it's going to be very obvious. Because it's poop on the floor. You, okay, right. We listen, and because we care about poop on the floor, we are forming a committee. No, wait, why is it so hard? Who Are you pooping on the floor? Do you poop on the floor? We understand that pooping on the floor is a difficult situation. It is trouble for everybody. But we want to, we care. And this is important. So we're forming a committee. Yes. Okay. Are you pooping on the floor, yes or no? The pooping on the floor is a situation that affects many Malaysians. What the fuck are you talking about? Why do we have a committee for this? Just don't do it. You're not supposed to do it. I agree. Therefore, this committee... Do you see how stupid this is? It's like, duh. If you form the SPRM, who do you think will raise their hand the first... In order to join this so they can get away with... They can get away with bribery. The people who do the bribery... Fucking stupid. Anyway, I don't want this to be much um, like an indictment of the system. Blah, 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 blah. You know already, this country is, uh, you know, this country is, is Madripoor. It's what Madripoor is based on. So, yeah, great. Uh, um, not to be like a, you know, like a, like a naively, naive cynic who's just trying to think about everything. But that is what's happening. I hope you all see how stupid it is to be, have an integrity commission in the first place. And don't act so surprised when bullshit is happening. It's, ugh, okay. I just wish the people I knew were a little more, you know, aware of how stupid things are. Eh. Especially my comedian friends. Because there's a function of, like... How oh, I... 
the fun there's there's a there's a function of comedy that's not social, which is a logical function, where if you are somebody who is exposed to a lot of comedy, uh, yeah, the social function is it's fun, it's levity, ha ha ha, great, but also the logical, or rather the structural logic of a joke is mistaken reasoning like it's not just mistaken reasoning but a lot of it is you know a pun is is a uh, is, is a misunderstanding of, of how certain words sound like other words and taking meaning with take, taking double meaning and playing with it you know uh, uh, satire is taking an absurd premise into its its of is to its full illogical conclusion so like a lot of this a lot of comedy is like and uh, seeing and spotting absurdity in the form of mistaken reasoning, so you should, or ideally, if somebody has you know is analyzing what they're consuming a lot of the time, you should cons- ardent consumers of comedy should be able to spot in a lot of you know injustice and wrongheaded ideas faster. Or, or or like better at least or earlier I don't know what my expectations are it's just I'm a little disappointed when people who I know are smart or I think are smart are not picking up on the bullshit as much as I feel like they should anyway so yeah don't I mean why why are we surprised SPRM people <laughs> are the ones doing the bribing the anti-poop captain is the guy who's been pooping on the floor the whole time can't believe it anyway uh let's talk about let's discuss the topics uh that y'all brought up here we go one of the topics um is cerita hantu cerita hantu <laughs> i think because it's october and this this episode is probably going up nearer to when Halloween is supposed to be. Um, this listener wants me to talk about Cerita Hantu. And I don't have one. Uh, it's not because I don't believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts like I believe in... I believe in ghosts like I believe in the government. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a real thing question mark as in it's not it's intangible but as an idea it exists in people's heads so if i tell you about a ghost or a place that has ghosts you'd be like oh well there's probably something to it the place must be but yeah ghosts are ghosts are real the idea of ghosts is real but ghosts themselves are not real so i don't have any ghostly stories if i try hard to remember Things that happen to me that are scary that might involve another entity that I don't understand. I probably come up with some, but I know all of them can be logically explained away. And telling somebody, you know, I saw a ghost, it's not something I would ever actually say. Cerita hantu. I don't know why you ask me about this. Cerita hantu. I'm not a guy who is who knows how to scare people. Not directly. I mean, <laughs> I know I've scared people by, you know, saying certain stuff about how I feel about myself. And then people going, oh, are you going to be okay? You're so mean to yourself today. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, 
I have people who are doctors who I I pay to to listen to this kind of talk. Uh, I apologize for tweeting that out. <laughs> But yeah, no no cheating too from me. I'm sorry. I'm not very good at that one. Let's see what the questions we have. Uh, somebody says ikan kering. Ikan kering. Wait wait wait. What? Ikan kering question. Let's go. Ikan kering. Boom. All right. Sorry, I was uh, putting it up on the live. Ikan kering. Ikan kering kan. The existence of dried fish, I think, is like. <laughs> it's a it's a very human thing. Like our domination of an entire species, like. Ikakere is like the opposite thing of what happens to fish. Like the the nature of a fish is to be wet and swimming, and we caught them, and we're like, you know what we're gonna do to you? <laughs> we're gonna take all of the water out of your life. You mean you're not gonna let me breathe? No, no, no. We're gonna remove all hydration from your body cells. No, but why? Because fuck you. <laughs> I don't think that's how it happened. I'm pretty sure the invention of dried things is like the invention of raisins. People caught a bunch of fish, and then they're like, "This is a lot of fish, yo. Can we put it somewhere?" And then they forgot, and then one fish is like dry, and they're like, "Dang, this fish." How long has this fish been here? Couple of weeks. Oh, is it still good? I don't know. Usually we leave things. There's bugs and stuff. This one is dry, and there's no bugs attacking it. What does that mean? I don't know. Why would you eat it? Not bad. And so, dried fish are invented. Ikan kering is 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 good. I do like ikan kering. I just know that it's there's also like a sadness to it. Like we removed it from so much of its dimensionality, like it no longer even has any water in it. That's like, like taking a bird, and then the way we prepare the bird is we just pump its cellular structure full of water. <laughs> I don't know. If we turn the bird into jello, it's like here you go. Or maybe bury the bird in the ground. What am I talking about? I'm running out of things to say about ikan kering, but thank you for the question. And now for another topic. It's not a question; it's a topic. Another topic. Uh, Funny spin on some true crime shit. I'm not sure what this is about, but my guess is that this person is really into true crime. Uh, I have been to remember that the person sending this is Ashley. She is a lady, and for some reason, true crime is more attractive to ladies. And I say for some reason, but I actually know what the reason is. It's kind of obvious. Because <laughs> when a guy watches true crime, like, oh man, this is this is crazy how this crime is happening. Terrible. Well, off to work. But when a lady watches true crime, it's like, oh, okay, I gotta watch out for Steve. He's gonna do this shit. 
for sure. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a live, it's a lived reality for ladies in real life. Um, it's uh, true crime stuff. Stories are like a manual of what to do, what to avoid, the signs you need to watch out for as a living woman in the world. I don't know if you know, but you know, uh, serial killers. I think tend to be dudes. There are lady serial killers, of course, but from what I understand, numbers wise, we men are killing it. Uh, <laughs> literally, um, yeah, it's not great. I mean, it's down to a basic biological fact of men being larger than women on the whole. So, in general, of course, I'm being reductive, but you know, um, yeah, true crime. Does it have to be true? The crime, okay, the thing about true crime, it's always like big deal crimes. Like, this episode of a true crime situation thing. We follow the murder of blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, suicide is the murder. And then, well, they didn't know. Because the guy, and oh, he murdered her. Um, but it's never like this episode of true crime. This guy exposed himself at a playground. Let's follow the footsteps of how he took off his pants. <laughs> it's like, well, well, I was at the playground at the time, but blah, blah, blah. I feel like death as a crime genre. Sorry, murder as a genre of crime is really like everywhere with true crime. It's always about murder. You know, sometimes I kind of want to see true crime embezzlement or like true crime uh uh i don't know what else is a true crime what is a crime that's like not represented as much in true in, 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 in true crime shit true crime uh 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 accidentally stealing a tomato <laughs> <laughs> and this episode of true crime this guy didn't pay for his haircut that does ain't it tragic um, closest one that hit home This is a comment In the live Closest one that hit home Would probably be Mona Fendi What does that mean? Closest one that hit home Hit you? Are you a victim of Mona Fendi? Yes Mona Fendi is uh, 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 Murderer Murderess Is murderer a gendered uh, Thing To be Occupation Murderess Yeah she do be Killing people and you know she's dead i think so Kosokoso. the thing about like okay i saw this other um this other uh question question topic that somebody brought up and it is fauzi nawawi now I didn't really read up on what the story is, but I did a cursory, like, uh, check on the Googles to find out why this person's name is the thing I should talk about and how I'm expected to know this dude. Um, it turns out something about him apologizing for um, uh, remarks on a show. There was a show 
and a bunch of uh, what's the word? Ritis are talking about uh, are recounting uh, a rape scene in a movie, and the guy was the people are talking about it as if it's funny, and like it's a it's a it's a funny anecdote. And then because of this, a lot of people are upset because, duh. Um, but they're upset because they're making light of the. Okay, no, they're upset because they're talking about this scene. The guy who was in the rape scene is saying, like, "Oh man, uh, I had to control my emotions. I didn't see the clip. I'm going by context of what's happening." Um, I really don't want to do any like research into hot topics because, eh, what am I gonna do really for a hot topic to happen? I have my own little corner of the universe, and I want to fill it with positive things. I know that means I can safely ignore certain things, and that's not maybe using my voice to its full potential. But I only have twenty four hours in a day, and it's midnight now, and I'm choosing it to make a podcast instead of you know reading up on the news. That's how I use my time anyway. Um, blah, 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 blah. so like I get the I get I I sort of figured out what the gist of it was, and it's gross. Like the idea of talking on stage, about yeah yeah, did you like it? <laughs> the rape suit, right? Um, and this guy did an apology video, and his apology video had sad music in it, and also it's taken down. What? Um, uh, Tina says I felt disgusted way For like a while Ew I, This is why I don't want to uh, Read the thing Okay <sighs> I talked about this For Months Offline off, off of this podcast Because I wanted to really Have a full Thought about how To To articulate my My ideas Because Because Okay, so the Ainus Niza situation where she's, she wants to make school safer and the whole impetus was that there was a joke that was told by her teacher in, I don't know what class it was, uh, um, because it was a rape joke, I assume it's class Agamul, because it's fucking Ustaz. Um, so, the, so the person, the teacher's joke was something like, uh, rape is a crime for under 18 So if you want to rape somebody Rape them Wait until they're 18 Wait until they're 18 to, to rape them That's like the the line or the joke And she's like This is not great It's not safe Because everybody's laughing She's like This, is not, this doesn't make me feel safe She's right Um. And here's the thing As a comic right As a comedian As a guy who writes jokes As a comedy writer I'm not here to defend uh, Rape jokes that's not my shit. Why would I defend uh, rape jokes? My for me to even talk about this topic is a little tricky. <laughs> There's some things that I haven't resolved for my own and my own trauma, uh, foreshadowing. But also, like, I I can only speak in my area of expertise. Like it is, it does not add to the to the discourse or the conversation for me to say, guys, stop fucking doing these rape jokes. Because for me to say that, I think 
if I insist on saying that people shouldn't rape, people shouldn't joke about rapes, it's different from me saying you shouldn't rape. Like, duh, no. Like, even little ideas of of of, of crossing the boundary of consent, uh, and like catcalling and shit. I I call out my friends who catcall. I cut off people who are like this kind of skeevy behavior. Um, and that is to the extent of my my capacity of 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 you know quote their discourse because I know the best way is to like boost the voices of people, let them be heard, let people listen to the story of Panalela Panalela, where she said her what the coach was a, was like doing rape jokes and then turns out he's a rapist. What a fucking surprise! Um. So yeah, so well, my position is a little complicated, and forgive me if I'm being too glib and not really articulating my ideas well here. This podcast is a little, a little you know, freeform, but I'm gonna see if I can if I can get to a point that makes sense. I don't want to say that rape is never funny because that's not a thing that is helpful to say because. The function of jokes. Now we move to the social function of jokes. After talking about the logical function, can, uh, which are uh, terms that are not great. Like they're not like correct. <laughs> but it's the best I can do right now. I had a whole day of work. Um, the social function of jokes is to help bring rapport, to help bring levity, and help make the unspeakable speakable. You want to be able to manage uh, difficult emotions. You want to be able to talk about difficult things. You use humor to make it light. And to insist that there are certain topics you should never joke about is to take away a tool that trauma survivors need for themselves and for each other. I guess... What I mean to say also is, which is a thing that that follows through from this logic, from this from this point, is that if you want to tell a rape joke, there are a lot of things and there are a lot of contexts that needs to come around that. So when I say um, when people say you should never joke about rape, there I understand that to mean there's a lot of like context missing. That is to say, if you are a professional comedian. And you are you or yourself are a rape survivor, and you are telling a joke to a room of people with the intention of uplifting the survivors of rape and bringing levity to the situation and bringing that topic into light. Then yeah, but all of this then yes, you can joke about rape, but this checkbox and this very narrow machel group of people do not need my defense. These people know what they're doing. These people are there to help. These people know how to tell jokes. But this other realm of like kidding and like ribbing and riffing and like ha 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 he he he, that's not where rape should be, because uh, people tell jokes in a social setting for a different reason. You do you tell jokes in a social setting to see if. Uh, some ideas uh, will be accepted to see if 
you know, to to uh, also to build rapport. But depending on what kind of situation you're telling that joke, you might be affirming ideas that are dangerous. So, like, for example, I've been to like stand-up shows, which is a show. Already is the point is to to be funny. So they're not making statements. They're not trying to change everyone's minds. They're not trying to blah blah blah. It's literally just to make people laugh. So, up because that that's what's happening. Uh, everybody understands that. And then there's a Nazi joke where the where the person is saying it as if they are the Nazi, and it's funny because it's absurd because the absurdity. Is such a is of such a level that you will not you can't picture it actually happening. So this so heightening the absurdity is funny because we know it's impossible for 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 you know a Muslim person to actually be a Nazi and to you know to kick a Nazi to, to kick a Jew in the head. So it's funny to kind of make a joke like that. But with rape, even in that kind of context. You don't know if somebody's in the audience is a rape survivor. You never, you never do. And okay, so Christina is saying, like Ricky said, which is a lot of. I see a lot of people posting this offense is taken, not given. I don't agree with Ricky here. Ricky Gervais, put your quote: "Offense is taken, not given." If you're offended, doesn't mean you're right. I'm like, yeah, but they are. But like, as a person who is saying things out into the world, you also have responsibility to be aware of the consequences of what you say. Like even comedians who are trying to tell a rape joke, you guys are you sure your rape jokes can only be taken as 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 funny? You can't, because of where we are now, because of where we live now, because of the people you know, and because of the people you don't, and people who you know only just enough. If you get people to laugh at a rape joke, where 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 you normalize the idea of rape. And then the people in the audience are there laughing. There is a non-zero chance you are affirming a person who's about to rape somebody in the future, or somebody who already feels bad about 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 being a rape survivor, and you making them feel bad about it because rape is normalized. You know what I mean? Like, I do not also I do not also want to stop people from telling jokes about whatever they want to tell. This this is why this 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 position I have is very difficult to to articulate. I it's taking me months to like really figure out how to say this because I on the one hand I feel like like um people need to know that you can you should be able to joke about whatever you want. You should be able to joke about whatever you want within the context of what you want to tell a joke about. If you and one other person, just two of you, privately talk about whatever, you can. You should be able to say about whatever you want to say. You know, uh, depending on the kind of trust level you have with that person. But you are a celebrity. You are a person of influence. You are in front of a microphone. You can't really say whatever the fuck you want. You can't. So Mike Sadi uh, says, "Freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequences." Yes, Mike. But what kind of consequences? Because if you tell a rape joke and then you get laughs and you go home, you may never feel anything. Nothing in your life might change. You may make a career out of rape jokes, but you will never be the victim of rape. The person that would suffer the consequences is not you. It is other people in the audience who are rape survivors. Uh, or who are about to be a rapist, or who who has ideas of consent, 
that they're like, mm, it's fine, man. They kind of want it. No doesn't mean no. This kind of shit. That that is like boy locker room fucking talk that we kind of excuse ourselves for. It's not great actually. It's really not good. Like, uh, fuck. Because funny cannot just be defensible because it's funny. Like I I I used to be in group chats where, uh, um, they where the people would claim that comedians don't have a moral compass. Like they should just say whatever they want. Ah, fuck you, edginess. I joke with whatever the fuck I want. You offended? Go the fuck home. Uh, the claim is that you know the the Sebastian of free speech. Uh, so if you get your feelings hurt, get home. But this also same place will insist on you know the audience not heckling, because if the audience heckles, they'll take the audience and remove them from the premises, because the audience is hurting the performer's feelings. <laughs> you see, you see how everybody needs a safe space. It's true. It's true that everybody needs a safe space. It's like. It's not like a, a bad thing to insist on a space where you can do whatever you want. You should have that. You should have the space where you can say what you want, feel whatever you want to feel. But this other thing about rape jokes is this other thing, like joking as a uh, this other thing is this other thing where if you have power, if you have influence of any kind, if you're a teacher, if you are uh, a celebrity with a voice. If you are anybody who is talking to more than just literally your friends or a room, fucking watch what you say. Don't like, like, don't like just say things, pretending like you're an asshole. Because if you're pretending like you're an asshole and getting laughs for it, maybe you're an asshole. Okay, um, I don't know if I articulated my position enough. I, I worry that. I know little, too little, and I'm not saying things that make sense. <laughs> uh, and and I I worry that I might be wrong still. In in my opinion, maybe maybe you should maybe maybe it's true. Some things can't be joked about, but I feel strongly that it's not true. Um, I w- would want somebody to convince me otherwise. I suppose. But again, like with any like sore topics, when I'm talking talking about this, I'm talking about to my friends about this topic. It's very difficult to move past that emotional primacy of, fuck, it's so gross when 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 guys talk about this, and yeah, in that context, they shouldn't be able to say this and 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 influence people like this and give, fuck ass apologies that are non apologies. And much um insist on protecting their position, and protecting their their idea of 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 uh of, of their entitlement to a woman's bodies. It's so fucking gross. But if it's funny to a group of people and it's empowering some people, I don't know. This there's, there's a very tiny subset of group of 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 of, of people who are, should be allowed. To do certain things or say certain things in the direction of positivity, but these people should not. I'm not defending these people. I'm just saying the absoluteness of saying you can't joke about anything. I disagree with. But also, we need to, you know, be aware of what we're saying when we say stuff. So, like when when, uh, so particularly in stand up, right, where uh, when you tell a joke 
you are the, the best jokes are coming from a particular place where this the voice of the performer as in the performer is telling you who they are through their jokes so if you're on, on stage and you 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 do like transphobic shit or you do uh you know misogynist hurtful rapey shit then that's that's not cool anymore it's not you know what what you're doing is like weird and i don't know wrong unhelpful and yeah anyway um here we go let's go to some comments i've talked a little too much and now we're seeing uh, <laughs> a lot of people uh, voicing voicing in their stuff mike sadi says but how much should the intention of the speaker matter mike the intention of the speaker does not matter because i can't see intention like the intention of me was not to stab the girl in the face but we were sword fighting in the bar and that happened so i should be free from consequences i mean i know that's not, not what i'm saying but whatever intention of the speaker is your your actions or your words still have consequences. We should pay attention to what the consequences are. If you hurt other people, it doesn't matter what intention was. If I accidentally, if I accidentally, okay, if I accidentally break off your son's arm by accident, my intention was to play with him and have fun. You still have to live with the consequences of what I did, right? No matter what my intention was. You, every single day you have to look at the son's arm like oh what? well at least Moose wanted to have fun <laughs> it doesn't work that way life doesn't work that way your intent only matters to you not to other people so we have to you know fucking grow up <laughs> and like like watch what we say and what we do now uh, uh, now that we have established that uh, uh, Stand up or stand up comedy is not really fully bashing the free space. It's just a place where you want to dick around and have fun. Then do a dick around and have fun. But remember that the consequences are real, and what we put out there is what people will use. People will take your shit out of context and use it to justify their own sickness. And if you want to try your best to make your comedy make the world a better place, try to find something of yourself that helps other people. Remember, comedy is funny it's fun it's supposed to be joyful you can f- go into the dark place and find the funny because that's how you deal with it but don't come out of it like you know punching yourself or like don't come out of it darker come out of it better it's harder it's, l- it's more difficult to like really remember that you're doing shit for joy <laughs> because of how dark and sad comedians are comedians are fucking sad we're sad as shit and because of that it's hard harder for us to genuinely find joy but try because that's our point and if we can we can do that and minimize harm that should be our responsibility and we should do that the most um also we just spend the next four or five minutes talking about ghosts no <laughs> you're fucking in it uh I, I can talk about ghosts no i can't i don't know anything about ghosts really I mean, I feel like my position is more towards to why scenes like this are prevalent in a lot of Malaysians. I can tell you about um, why. So the comment is, he feels that why scenes like this are prevalent. Well, <clears throat> because it's a cheap and lazy way to to create tragedy. Um, I think look up the term fridging, uh, as in petty ice fridging. In, 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 in uh, TV tropes 
or something uh, where if you just you know rape is the easiest tragedy you can inflict on somebody people you will instantly feel sympathy and then lazy writers will do it and also you know pervy creepy old guys who does not who do not know how to fucking you know be an adult will go yeah yeah rape scene I go, who, who do I get to do rape scene with stupid as long as the guy's supposedly good looking they can get with it question mark what about you do Oh, the comment comment is as long as the guy is supposedly good looking, they can get away with a rape scene. I'm like, this is a different thing. If you're good looking, you get away with a lot of things. Shrug emoji. Tina says to me, he wasn't joking. He's just expressing how he loves the rape scene. Yes, Tina, he wasn't joking. That's the thing. Uh, but the reaction of the people was laughing. Can the reaction to the reaction to the sentence being laughter? That is why people can see can can like retroactively. Build the flawed logic and assume that what was said was a joke. It wasn't a joke. It was ex- an expression, a genuine expression of emotion, and people are laughing. And the goal for him to continue with, uh, saying multiple words after the fucky sentence, whatever, is to elicit more laughter. So there's a jokey direction to it, and it wasn't a joke. This is similar to I knew this up when you teach you when you think the 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 quote joke thing that he said. First, like, if I'm just purely being a comedian and not being a human, I'll be like, "Hey, man, that's uh, not a good, uh, not a good joke. Like, you could have, uh, you could have worked on that a little better, because the joke of uh, if you want to rape somebody, wait until they're eighteen. That's dumb. Like, what is what? What am I? What is the assumption I'm making here? That." Okay, I don't want to get too into the structural thing of it Because this is a teacher telling children that Which is sick Because as a teacher, you're not you're, The jokes you're supposed to do is to bring the students to your level Okay, alright So the function of jokes as a, as a, as a, as a flattener of status uh, whereas Where a person tells a joke And now you, get, you, you, you um, narrow the gap between your your status, right? So if a kid tells a joke, at least one of the boys, or 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 a teacher tells a joke, he wants you to come up to the teacher's level, right? The teacher should not tell a joke to come down to the student's level unless that's the intention. Like, hey, I'm gonna be kiddy, <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, all right. Now you know I'm your friend. Let's do some lessons. So when the teacher does this joke, the students will be like, oh wait, the teacher thinks like this. Therefore, I can think like this. My thinking that's still being developed about my relationship with other people and consent and what sex means, I'm still developing. And then I hear this teacher talking about rape as if it's cool. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I guess rape is cool. It's dumb, it's harmful, and it's creating more rapists. That's not, that's not great. That's not cool. We gotta stop this shit. And, you know... I'm just doing a podcast, so it's not within my power. But I do have the power to talk to the people I know and to tell them to not fucking be creepy towards people. The Tash goes, hey, PC talk. I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, Zan continues, I guess my understanding is the concept of punching up and punching down. I don't know what you want me to talk about. Uh, because I'm not sure how this relates to what we're, t- what we're saying. I'm sorry, this podcast sounds a little weird. I'm just reading people's comments and trying to make to to, to fold it into the narrative of what I'm talking about. Tina goes, "Where's the punchline? That's why good communities don't have a need to have a fucking brain. Where's the punchline? Where's the punchline to the joke of the of the of the I just need to put your teacher, put your joke, right? Okay, all right. 
Let's talk about the structure of the joke. Don't rape people unless they're eighteen and above, because then it's not a crime anymore. I think that's the logic. And I get it structurally. There, there is the punch. The punch. The assumption that he's making is, hey, he's a teacher, position of power. So you, you, you assume he's gonna say, hey, don't rape people. It's bad. But instead of saying it's bad, he goes, don't rape people unless they're eighteen, because once they're eighteen, it's no longer a crime. So when he says that, he breaks the 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 your expectations, and so you laugh because you go, ah, oh, the joke is the teacher is a rapist. That's the joke. That's why it's like. Wrong, you see the teacher. Okay, when you tell a joke, you need to also know that <laughs> who you are is important. This is why I mean I'm. Uh, I don't want to say I'm 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 uh, I'm a superlative comedy writer. I'm not bad. This, but this is why I am aware of the versatility of my writing. There it is, because I can write a lot of jokes for a lot of different voices. Because I know some jokes I can't tell. Some some stories are only good for certain comedians to do. This is why I love and celebrate all kinds of comedians with all kinds of different voices. Because some jokes only Harish can do, some jokes only Mike Sadi can do, some jokes only uh, I can do, some jokes only other people can do. And the more they find their voices, the better comedy will be. Because you will see your own perspective be communicated in a very particular way by a very particular person. And... Uh, and stand up in particular is very much um, identity based. Like uh, somebody saying a joke, as it is as important we know who they are, as it is we know what they're saying. So when a teacher tells this joke, it's harmful because the teachers, the teachers' position in the school is to take care of the people's, the students, put your discipline, their learning, and their morals. If it, yes, and their morals. If a teacher, a random teacher, is an adult bigger than you, who the only person who gets to wear whatever they want to wear at school, and you have to wear a uniform, you have to have your nails certain length, you have to have a hair certain length, you have to say this, you have to say that, you have to submit this on on time, you have to submit this on time. You have to get raped by me. Isn't that a fucking scary thing? Isn't that fucked? That's not... I don't know. I don't need to explain to you how horrific this is. But I did anyway, so... Yeah. Uh, Mike Sadi goes, But your kind of is not as a serial arm breaker of children, but you are just a guy who doesn't know his own strength. But well, Okay, so Mike is referring to the... The... <laughs> the... The... What? The example I made when he says uh, the intention matters. Uh, um, I didn't say anything about being serial. I don't have to be a serial unbreaker of children. I just need to hurt somebody one time. I just need to hurt somebody one time for them to experience the consequences of my action. Uh, Divorce from my intent. I maintain that the idea that your intention matters only to you. If somebody shot me and I, I, I don't have a dick, and then they say, oh, I'm sorry, my intention was comedy. I'm like, what the? F- I don't have a dick. That doesn't matter. Your intention is not making my dick grow back, bro. Actions have consequences. Stop shooting things randomly. Anyway. Um, Tash. Tash. Now, okay. Now there's a conversation happening in the comments. Tash, we were supplying to Mike. Saying, yeah, that's the whole thing with PC, right? It doesn't matter if you didn't know your strength. You're cancelled. Oh, my God. What? No, okay. I can't. I have 20. I have 19 seconds remaining. 
So uh, this live is going to be over, but I'm going to keep uh, recording this podcast. So 10 seconds left. I'm sorry I can't read through all of the all of the things. Oh, dang. I'm sorry I can't read through all the comments. Bye. Okay. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back here. In the in the podcast, the, the IG live has just ended. But in this podcast, I will continue continue talking and say that uh, some of my commenters have very odd view of 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 um, not odd lies, just different view of what the word PC means and what being cancelled means. I didn't even mention any, either of those things. I'm just talking about rape. Um. All right. So I just I just I I want to uh, finish this. Uh, super quickly because a solo podcast is I think if I go on for a little too long I will start you know losing my sanity uh, do we have any conclusions well what I can say is that I think uh, I don't know if I articulated my point properly but if you want to joke with your friends about rape don't just don't do it but if you do want to you really really want to the only way you can do this I suggest find a rape survivor tell the joke to them and see how that feels uh, it will probably help you figure it out I'm not saying that as a threat as in you're always gonna feel bad but you know maybe you'll make their day I mean this genuinely because survivors of trauma Need levity Or at least You know From my understanding And awareness uh, Some of them May not react that way They may not be Welcoming to Your joke But uh, Keep going through find the people Who do uh, And jokes are not You know Super defensible I'm just very biased Because I love jokes But Certain subjects And certain topics And certain things That are normal Should no longer be normal we want to be better as people. We want to progress. We want to stop being children and forgetting that our actions and words have consequences. So, yeah. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, I did not get to all of your questions, but I will um, write them down and probably record another one uh, and then see how that goes. A uh, big shout out to Instagram. For uh, making the live last only an hour again. I thought it's still four hours. My mistake. <laughs> anyway. Thank you for listening. If you're listening this far, I'm sorry if, I, if I'm still unclear about things. If you want the TLDL of it, uh, is uh, stop doing rape jokes. Stop uh, making jokes about sexual assault. And... Uh, but, you know, if you do want to become a professional comedian and only tell it to rape survivors. Oh, also, also, shout out to Cameron Esposito, who has a whole special about rape jokes. She herself is a rape survivor, and that special really helped me a lot. So go and watch that. It's available for free on her website. If you want to know how rape as, as a topic for comedy can be explored in a productive way. Uh, the four the celebs who I think there are four people I don't remember or know they're the celebs who are who were caught on on the show talking about 
uh, being gross. None of them are comedians. And uh, I knew this as teacher who sued her for literally just telling him to stop joking around. That guy is an asshole. Uh, but uh, I still defend jokes. I think jokes are important. So yeah, that's it. That's my position. And uh, SPRM is stupid. Thank you for continuing to support this podcast, even though I get weird and maybe I've said something wrong in this hour. Very likely, I'm very tired. Uh, I'm sorry for people for for to the people who I didn't get to the comments through. Um, uh, I apologize. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get to some stuff in the future. Shout out. To patrons on Patreon, thank you for supporting our work. Uh, this podcast and our work on Pinball Monkeys, which is the live show, and also this the 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 podcast on Patreon will not exist without the support of people like Wani, Aisha, Sala, Amsha, Natra, Alina, Ifiani, Sarah, Faza, Arina, Tasnim, Izian, Ayuni. Aiman, Amanda, Anwar, Nick Hanis, Trisutris, Nofu, Rachel Chi, Ira, Daniel Imran, Alia Musmeister, Sabrina, Nuno Shazwani, Mayamin, Safri, Shafiq, and Zan. Thank you all of you for supporting our work. Uh, despite what you may hear or feel, I love you. I love you. Please be gentle with yourselves. Be gentle with each other. We are all fighting an invisible thing. And whatever you are working through that you don't talk about, I hope you deal with that and go through the other side stronger, better, harder, and faster. Be good to each other. Bye.